This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. I'm Ian Turner, and this week my guest is Oriana Setz. But first, if you enjoy today's show on whatever medium you consume your music radio, please subscribe. Head to gardenofsound.nz. Right there on the front page is a variety of links to your favourite podcast provider. And while you're there, head to the podcast page and check out all of the previous shows. Okay, today's guest, Oriana Setz. Born in Venezuela but raised in Ecuador, Oriana is part of the Latinx movement called Alta Latino. After saying goodbye to her family and her homeland, she attended Berklee College of Music in Boston with famous alumni such as John Mayer, Quincy Jones and Steve Vai. This move may have just been the making of Oriana as she was able to record her debut album while in Boston before setting off for Past is New, which is where her story took a different turn. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Oriana Setz on Plains FM 96.9. Oriana, can you tell me about the first moment in your life when you realised there was music? I used to do uh, lots of guitar jammings with uh, some friends and my sister, my older sister. I just loved it because I feel like it filled up the house, it filled up the room, and we would just play for hours and hours and end. Uh, that's where I got the interest in singing and playing guitar. Even if I probably knew two chords at the time, it didn't matter. It was just participating. We would pass the guitar around. And I think that was a huge thing that inspired me to mm. making music. You were born in Venezuela, but you were raised in, in Ecuador. Tell me about music for you uh, growing up, at least. How were you getting the music in? Was it radio? Were CDs still a thing when you were? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, early 2000s, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, I guess CDs. um, I did buy some of my favorite artists at the time, mostly Mm. pop, Mm. pop music or Latin pop. Mm. And radio was huge as well, especially as a young person who is not really driving or anything you would just go yep. to school bus and everyone's just singing the same songs yeah. and i actually just found a playlist of uh, early 2000s lighting pop and i was just so happy it was yeah. it was really funny um, who were the big artists for you uh from latin america uh one that everyone might know is shakira okay and it's really funny because when you hear those music uh, her songs back yeah. in the day are just so different it's yeah. very singer songwritery. oh okay and as opposed to the pop yeah kind of yeah it's interesting to see her evolution but it was yeah. um that was like the kind of stuff I, I loved would that be sort of comparable to taylor swift at least when she sort of went out singer songwriter vocal guitar and then yes. it moved into this big dance numbers and outfits and costumes did yeah. you want to be that person when you were growing up not so much the the dancing bit because i don't i don't really do that but definitely the songwriting bit I was uh, always into poetry and writing and not yeah. so much songwriting, but I was into singing. So I was trying to, at some point, put the two of them together. So Shakira was, was really great. And it was cool because she, she even had some um, 
I don't know, her songs were were sometimes political yes. and just so not just I love him and you know I want to go and do this <laughs> yeah. now I live forever and be free heartbreak yeah all of that the, yeah. the standard stuff what about your mum and dad they didn't play anything but I know my dad used to sing in a choir when he was younger and even as a younger person as well he would always sing in the house yeah, yeah. Um, much more into classical music opera sort of thing he was always a big fan of, of me trying that out and i did for a bit and then mm. i just kind of went my own way into contemporary yeah. <laughs> sorry dad yeah. and my mom liked country music on like old kind of american ballads okay. kind of celine dion sort of thing and i did sing that for a while uh, when you say country music are you talking about uh stereotypical american country and western is that or are we yeah talking like full-on willie of, nelson kind okay of thing? <laughs> kind of stuff is there a comparable thing um in south america yeah i mean every country has its own folk and yep. even every region will have their own different thing yeah so i guess in ecuador or specifically in quito the capital in that yep. area would be uh, pasillo for instance that's like a traditional, probably kind of folky in three quarters sort of yep. thing. Okay. And really, really dramatic lyrics yep. about love. Okay. And, 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 yeah, really beautiful. Okay. Do you feel a responsibility to keep that music or at least traditional Ecuadorian music alive? I feel like I didn't really, I don't know. I feel like when I started singing, I was doing so much American pop music yep. that it took me it took me a long time. It took me um, to just go all the way to the States, yeah. live there, study there, and then be like, this is not who I am. I want okay. to go back to my roots. And there okay. is where I start singing more folky stuff. Yeah. Kind of learn about it a bit outside. An element of maturing and sort of understanding. Yeah, an exposure to other types of music. Because yep. if, you know, I was exposed to radio music the whole yep. time, yeah. that's pretty much all. <laughs> now, talking about education, uh, so you're at high school. Um, did you join any bands or any groups um, while, you're in, while you're in high school? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was a band uh, I created with my friends. Uh, it was more like a, like a school project. And then they invited me to uh, write the lyrics and melody. Mm. Uh, they wrote the music, like the harmony and the instrumental parts, yeah. and I sang as well, of course. And that was really fun. We did some stuff in, in Spanish and in English as well. So the big jumping off point here is is Berkeley um, on the East Coast uh, mm -hmm. of the States, as opposed to the West Coast, which is Berkeley. How did that education opportunity come about for you? Because that is a prestigious institution. Yeah, I, I got really lucky. Um, there were these scholarships that the government was encouraging students to yeah. take advantage of. They had a list of universities they considered they were top and like excellence. The only one there that I was very interested in was uh, uh, Berkeley in Boston. Yeah. Uh, because it's a music school for contemporary stuff. Yeah. So that was awesome. John Mayer went there. John Mayer went there. Yeah, he's probably the most yeah. famous person I know. Yeah. There's probably a, a few other pop stars out there. Four years is a is a long time. A long time away from home. Did you get home much? Not really. I only went once. Okay. But you were having a great time enjoying yourself <laughs> away from home. Yeah, I yeah. was trying not to go back. I was like, uh, how about you come here and you know, visit? I, just, I was just so happy there. Uh, you're 25 now. We're 2022. Mm -hmm. So what years were you at Berkeley? Uh, 2015 to 2018, so four years. You would have only just become 21 
in your last year, kind of, or did it happen after? What I'm getting at yeah, here so. yeah. is the drinking age in the US is <laughs> about 21, so you wouldn't have been able to go to too many bars legally. True, but I did back home because it okay. was 18, you so I was, I was pretty chill uh, compared to my American friends that were losing their minds. <laughs> what was the, um, uh, the music scene like in Boston? It was awesome because th- there were so many different things going on. Like, um, and New York was right there. You could yeah. just take a yep. bus yep. and get there in four hours. Yep. And there was so much jazz. Of course, I mean, my music school was a jazz school yep. first. Yep. Then it opened up to other contemporary sounds. Yeah. So many different types of styles, a fusion of everything, like from punk to rock to folk but folk meaning literally folk from every single country from international wow. students so yeah. it was a really great place to kind of blend and try out new, different things mm-hmm. and i really got to do that uh, when i recorded my my album there so that was sweet we're going to get to metamorphosis um in a little bit i just want to talk very <laughs> briefly about your sound and style who would you call influences uh for oriana's sound when i was I was just talking about New York. So they have, um, what is it called? Lighting Alternative Music Conference. Oh, wow, okay. And when I found that, that was just the best that could happen to me because it was a lot of Latin American people or Latin heritage living yeah. in the States. Yep. So I could connect with them uh-huh. in both worlds. Like, yeah. oh yeah, like you're not originally from here, but you live here. And that makes you write a certain type of music. Okay. So many artists that came from a conference... I just went every year. I think okay. I went like three or four times. Yep. That was a huge influence. So, for instance, one of uh, the most, I think, important um, singer-songwriters uh, from alternative Latin music is Natalia Lafourcade. That's a okay. Mexican singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to discover her because I, I just felt very connected to the content of her songs and uh, like the mix of folk but it was very gentle and it was yeah. kind of indie yeah yeah. Um, yeah i think that's perfect time to segue and you've, you've chosen it perfectly you said natalia lafocade mm-hmm. um and how do you pronounce the the song itself hasta la raiz hasta la raiz fantastic yeah. what's the song about before i translate exactly what, yeah. what it kind of means it's uh, to the core to the core but instead of okay. core they use root okay and it's cool because she has a bit of folk music so kind of talking about her roots so yeah. it's really nice wordplay fantastic you can't translate these things properly yeah <laughs> so her whole album is called hasta la raiz and that's the main single that's the song that we used as a strong reference uh, when recording my my stuff later on nice one that's super cool this is natalia lafocade hasta la raiz <laughs> Sabrás que no te he olvidado 
no habrá manera, mi rayo de luna, que tú te vayas. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Oriana Sets on Plains FM 96.9. Um, I want to talk about the first big gig. Maybe it was in Ecuador, something you saw that blew you away. Oh, there, there are a few, <laughs> I think. But I was little. Yeah. So I don't know how much it really influenced me. But I, I always loved watching like musicals. And there were these kind of teen soap operas, if you can call okay. it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had music in it. So I just remember um, <laughs> they were Argentinians. Their name was Floricienta. It was so it was so cheesy, but it was so good. <laughs> I mean, even if I, if I don't really do much dancing, because yeah. I'm also like sometimes playing guitar myself, yeah, yeah. Yep. I do appreciate like a little the movement with your body and sometimes i choose just not to play guitar just so i can do that so just walk around the stage yeah and move places and just be expressive with, mm. with my body even if it's not dancing per mm. Se. Mm. also remember this other concert um it, there was this big group that was from a tv show so yeah. something like the voice okay by in ecuador and it okay. was called pop star yeah and it was really fun because they recorded the the rehearsals and everything yeah. uh on a country club that i used to go to with my family and when i found out about them i would just sneak into the restaurant like into the space where they yeah. would practice yeah. just under the tables just to like be close to them and see what they were doing and it was yeah. really funny because they would always have to like take me out and <laughs> back to my parents and i was just so attracted to what was going on there mm. and all the magic and the music and the singers and doing harmonies and it was so much fun. So there's the music and there's the glitz and the glamour and the excitement. Where do you sit in terms of the, the music or the need for you to get a story out or for you to express yourself? I don't know. I, I just really like writing about personal experiences. It helps me connect with what I'm writing. Yes. But a lot of times I write about topics like freedom and yep. things that are sometimes a bit more political. Yes. Yep. And even philosophy yeah. or just social topics really really move me yeah i do have the occasional love songs because life happens and yeah. you really feel them at, at the time but yeah. they're not as strong yep. as other things so yeah. uh yeah i have a couple of songs about social change and kind of calling out people on prejudice and yeah. i mean this sounds very generic at the moment but you know it's like topics yeah. like that very much move me have you ever had any moments where things haven't gone right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I used to suffer a lot of uh, stage fright. Oh, so really? I would just be really excited about singing all day long. And then I would go to the stage and I'll be freaking out. And that would make me not sing the way I knew I could do. So it was, yeah. it was just kind of frustrating for many years. Yeah, And then just doing it more often... Okay. learning technique and all that stuff really helped but you learn from them don't you <laughs> you learn and you grow Very um, true. did you have any um wonderful or inspiring vocal tutors um through high school or, or at berkeley oh yes i guess the first time that i really felt supported by my family was when i started taking these lessons mm. back home i was around 14 or 15 and he uh, used to be a, a teacher at the conservatory. Yeah. So my background was still sort of classical because for some reason, most of the tutors that I could find were just classical music. So I was like, yeah, fine, I'll, I'll just do it because I just want to get on the singing thing and I'll just do whatever. Um, 
Uh, so that really helped me to develop my projection. I feel yeah. like I was, I don't think I was particularly quiet mm-hmm. speaking, but yeah. when I would sing, I had a really hard time doing that. Okay. So this uh, teacher really helped me. But then going from that sort of classical singing background into Berkeley was then another, a bit of a clash. Wow. I couldn't do what other people had contemporary lessons. Um, I just couldn't do what they could. And I was like, I don't get it. What, <laughs> How do you were like they, what were they doing that you couldn't? It was just the technique was more Rel- pop-like. Pop, relaxed, free. A bit brighter, much yep. brighter, yep. actually. Lots of belting and yep. really strong yep. kind of vocals. And yep. mine was more like sweet and soft. And I was okay. like, oh, but I also want to sound like badass kind of thing. Yeah. So that's something I learned much more at yeah. Berkeley. And I stick with one of my professors, uh, Claire McLeod. She's actually from Australia. Yeah, Hilarious and really just a genius. And it was the best. So I yeah. just <laughs> Aussies know how to project. <laughs> oh, she was great. Yeah. Um, so I learned so much. I feel like I'm still... I just learned so much theory from her yeah. um, that now I'm still kind of putting into practice. Okay. So it's, That's cool. it's gone a long way. Talking yeah. about musicians uh, or female vocalists who can put it out there at least uh, is uh, Florence from Florence and the Machine. <laughs> yes. Now you've chosen a track called 100 Years uh, as one of your all-time faves. Uh, why yes. are we listening to this track today? I, I just love performing yep. that song yeah um i very much connect with the way she sings even though she sings kind of pop music yeah i'm sure she has a classical training mm. so mm. that kind of helps me match a bit of that tone yeah and it's just so comfortable to just yeah. sing her stuff and i just love how dramatic the music is yeah. i didn't really know i was a fan of her <laughs> until i saw her live uh in boston it was like uh i learned about her concert the day before and i was like wow oh, might as well, you know, like whatever. Like I had no idea what she was doing. And I left that show being her number one fan. It was okay. incredible. Yeah. There's also something that I notice uh, with um, uh, Natalia as well in that track is Florence's boom, boom. It's real driving beat. There's almost that folk kind of boom, Yeah, boom, and the boom, harps. Boom, so she does have boom, a bit boom. of folk in her very yeah. pop rock kind of music so it's quite interesting yeah i want to i mean that's what i'm doing and when i keep doing just a bit of a uh, strong mix of pop production rock yep. mixed with alternative or indie or whatever that means and of course the folk instrumentation yeah. or even if it's just a beat yep that gives you that sensation of folk amazing this is florence and the machine 100 years I believe in you and in our hearts we know the truth and I believe in love and the darker it gets the more I do try and fill us with your hate and we will shine a light and the days will become endless and never and never turn to night and never and never turn to night too much I cannot get you close enough a hundred arms a hundred years you can always find me here and Lord don't let me break this let me hold it lightly give me arms to pray with instead of ones that hold too tightly we have no need to fight we raise our voices Let our hearts stay 
light Get higher than those planes can fly Where the stars do not take This is the Garden of Sound interview with Oriana Sets on Plains FM 96.9. We're going to talk about a song of yours called Pendulum Effect. That's in English. Um, uh, from the album Metamorphosis. 
or a metamorphosis that's or metamorphosis <laughs> depending on uh where you were brought up and which language is your first language i guess first album only album only album for yeah. now <laughs> tell me about the road to all of the songs on the album and the decision to do it and well uh metamorphosis was a project that um, I, I just really wanted to capture what it meant for me to leave home, to go to a different country, a different culture, um, and all the growth and changes. So kind of um, like if you think about the caterpillar turning into the butterfly, yep. but focusing on the process and yep. um, that in between of not knowing what it is just yet. But it just happened that the songs were just so different. All, all the songs were just so different from one another mm. i think it very well reflected how i felt at the time like mm. oh i just want to explore and experiment all these different sounds and things yep. and trying new things in life yeah and see if i can find myself after that yeah <laughs> so um well that makes complete sense because you're out of your i guess comfort zone as it were mm-hmm. you're in a new place new people as you say new experiences it's it's perfectly yeah. natural was was there ever a desire to do a, a concept album or to string all of those songs together in some way yeah definitely i think that all those songs represent a different kind of different parts yep. of of me growing and sometimes they were very sometimes the process was just really painful and i was angry so that, like the last song in the album is just very heavy and yeah. probably the most rock of yeah, all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes it was just really exciting and and beautiful. So I have all the range <laughs> on the between from, from those experiences um, in the song. I guess the pendulum effect was is one of the songs that really captured the idea that I was coming from a place where things were a certain way and it was a, a bit bl- black and white, a bit more traditionalist. Mm-hmm. And then going to music school in the States, it was just so free and open-minded and yeah. everyone just free love and this whole thing. And it was awesome. Just like 1969. <laughs> yeah. Or thereabouts. Yeah, my own personal. 1969. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it was like, I felt like I was going from one extreme yep. to the other. Yeah. And I was not going to find that beautiful balance just yet. I had to okay. go through that. That was the idea of the pendulum. That makes complete sense. I know you ended up on the uh, West Coast or California, at least. Did you manage to get home um, straight after school for any bit? I went home the first summer. Okay. Uh, which is, it was just like after my first semester. Yeah. And that was enough time for me to feel like a completely different person. Okay. And your parents are wondering, who is this girl? It's a face. Yeah. But it oh, okay. it really wasn't. I mean, I was just changing a lot, just going from really like uh, Catholic school yep. into just Black the and freedom of music. Color. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh, Pendulum Effect recorded in Boston where who's playing on it? There were so many musicians involved in the whole album. Yep. Um we had uh, Santiago Salazar, the producer. Yep. He's also from Ecuador. Yep. Um He's the one who really helped me envision how all these songs were gonna be like. Because even if I was like just like, oh hey, here are all my songs, and I was very clear about that part, I yeah. was no arranger, so I had yeah. no idea <laughs> what I wanted. Yeah, and that was also a big um, 
just a big time for me to explore musically so we had a friend of ours from colombia was a great arranger um isaac matus Mm. and he arranged that song and it was really cool because he was quite familiarized with lots of different types of folk music from yeah. Latin America. So I was just super happy. I was like, oh my God, just please bring everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had all these toys yeah. and crazy percussive things that I had never seen or I, I don't even know what they're called. Um, yeah. It was just really great. And we wanted to have accordion yes. in the song. Yeah. Now there's an accordion. It's not really cool an accordion, but it's like an accordion and it's from Colombia. Yeah. Um, and... We couldn't find someone from Colombia to play that specific type of accordion. Yep. But we found this amazing accordion player from France who came in and played. And it was just so different to what we envisioned, but it was so beautiful. We amazing. just were like, you know what, just do whatever. <laughs> this is this is really cool. And just at the end of the song, we were kind of guiding him into learning these folk rhythms that we really okay. needed him to, to nail, to, but to get into kind of like from fr- French style yeah. playing to Colombian right. rhythms. It was really fun. Oh, that's amazing. And the song itself was written as a kind of a exercise on like, okay, this was also inspired in all the really cool songwriting classes I was taking. So the idea was to write what they called your favorite song. So you take out a song that you really loved and just analyze it to the core. Like the harmony, what are they doing lyrically, what's the content, blah, blah, blah. And then I just used all those elements to create my own. Okay. And I was uh, influenced by uh, an artist from Uruguay called Jorge Drexler, who I very much respect and he's a bit of a i mean he's a medical doctor and a musician so Mm -hmm. he's very structured and you know like rational so his music is very much like that so lots of really complex metaphors and lots of harmony very rich and so that's how the song of pendulum effect kind of sounds as well a bit let's hear it
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Oriana Sets on Plains FM 96.9. Um, how did you end up in Christchurch? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it happens that my partner is from Christchurch, okay. born in New Zealand, yeah. but he always lived in the States. That's where we met in mm-hmm. uni. Yep. And you, I was... you met at Berkeley? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a musician too. Do, do we know this person? Uh, Sam Dixon. Sam He's Dixon. actually produced a couple of my songs okay. and we'll keep doing so. That's We'll keep them on. So I was living in California after I graduated from Berkeley yeah. and left Boston. I was about a year. Well, the intention was to stay there for a year. And then I was just not feeling too connected to the place. So I um, decided to go for a bit of a, what I called it, what did I call it? Like an artist retreat. Yep. But it was also like a way to just figure out what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> little escape so we came here in 2019 in november not yeah. knowing what was about to happen okay. so we travel i traveled quite a lot in a van do the whole yeah that whole thing around north island yeah really beautiful and then it got to the south island and like a week after we <laughs> arrived to Christchurch, we went into lockdown okay and it's been two years and a bit so okay. plans changed obviously and obviously no opportunities <laughs> for you to leave these shores because you couldn't get back in i did not want to go anywhere else because it was just so easy here compared to other places so yeah um plans changed i i I was supposedly going to be in ecuador Mm. a long time ago and that didn't happen um it was a bit tricky uh because i was getting just used to the idea of going back reconnecting and all that and then didn't happen Uh, airports were closed and everything um but yeah, but later I just I try to, to get to know the music scene here, okay. the other artists, musicians, yeah. venues that were still kind of open and working. Yeah, yeah and the first little project that came uh, was really awesome uh, from these two ladies from Colombia, mm. Anna and Hans, uh, who are the producers of this documentary series called New Zealand Stories. And they were all about just letting immigrants tell their stories of how they got to New Zealand and why they were here mm. and they reached out to me and my partner as well so we worked on that song together yep. um, called Lejos which means far away and they wanted someone uh, to tell this story of like the immigrants and like oh my god I'm just born to do this I've been an immigrant for six years I can totally do this now yeah 
so I was just so happy it was hitting home so it was perfect uh, yeah this was released last year so yeah. it's uh, uh, one of my latest singles it was just really an amazing experience to yeah. get to know get to being in Christchurch and connect with other immigrants through that project and then be that voice of yeah. like, the immigrants so it, was, it was really awesome um do you get lumped in with the other South American people from other South American countries? I mean, is that is that your community or is there an Ecuadorian community in Christchurch? Um, so in Christchurch, not so much. I definitely did that in the States because, yeah. of course, the Latin American community there is huge. huge. Yeah. So there were people from all over. But here, mostly Chileans and Argentinians. Okay. Yeah. And I'm part Chilean, so it's kind of cool to kind of okay. connect with that side. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I also love their accent. It reminds me of my cousins yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just family. So it's just really nice, uh, but not so much, really. I've just um, made friends with anyone, yeah. regardless of where they're from. So you're slowly becoming a Kiwi. Um, <laughs> what's on the horizon project-wise for you? Because you've got this great album. You're doing gigs. Uh, you had that gig with Jazz Patterson and mm -hmm. others at uh, Darkroom and so on. What's, what's coming up for you? Well, at the moment, I am working um, along with the University of Canterbury. Uh, we're working on a song that's going to be really cool because it's going to be bilingual and multicultural. So we'll have a mix of Latin music with Spanish, of course, and uh, Tereo Maori and some native instruments and instrumentalists. So that's going to be really great. And the idea is, I mean, the name of the song is Kotahitanga. Okay. Um, which maybe most people know what that means, but it's kind of like unity. And the song is about that. Like kind of, it doesn't matter where you're from. Um, we can all just uh, be one and that kind mm. of thing. So I'm just really, really excited about that project. Um, we're actually recording it um, quite soon and it will be released uh, by the end of March. Fantastic. That'll be good to look out for. Uh, we're going to go and take a short break. We're going to come back and we're going to play mini quiz uh, and see how much Ooh. you know about popular music. Oh, no. <laughs> There's only one way to settle this. There is another way. Visit miniquiz.com and see how your general knowledge stacks up against friends, family and Darren down the road. It's free and a great way to get you ready for the big leagues. Visit miniquiz.com now. That's M-I-N-I-Q-W-I-Z.com and show everyone who the quizzed in your neighbourhood really is. Miniquiz.com. Start small and do them all. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Oriana Setz on Plains FM 96.9 and we're about to play mini quiz and I'm going to test your musical general knowledge Ooh. with questions from across the years. Um, ten questions I have for you and you will have 60 seconds in order to answer these ten questions and if you don't know the answer, um, then all you need to do is say pass. All right, Oriana Setz, your time starts. Formed in 1965, Mickey, Davey, Michael and Peter made up which famous American band? No idea. Annie Lennox was a lead singer with which famous musical band? <laughs> which band had a hit entitled, I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles? Oh, the... no. I know them. You know them. Yeah, the twins that sing. Yes. Oh my god. I might give you half a point for that. Okay. Um, which <laughs> band had a 72 hit entitled Smoke on the Water? 
Um, are they, are they rock, rock bands? Yeah, where are they? Oh my gosh. I'm terrible with names. I don't think I can help you. All right. In which year, this is a guest, did John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John release the best-selling single, You're the One That I Want? Oh, from Greece? Mm. Yeah. No, no. In which year was that released? In which year? Yeah. The 80s. Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, And finally, in which year did New Order release the best-selling single, Blue Monday? Don't know. Okay, that's tough. Okay, um, I'm going to give you one for that um, because you almost got the Proclaimers. <laughs> the Proclaimers. Be 500 I was miles. thinking the Lumineers, but I knew it was not the Lumineers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like similar yeah. name. Ears. Oh, my God. Um, yep. Hey, hey, we're the Monkeys. Um, Mickey, David, Michael, and Pete. Um, they were the Monkeys, formed in 65. Half of oh, them are cool. passed away now. Annie Lennox, um, lead singer for the Eurythmics. Yeah, no. Yep, you'd know the tracks if you heard it. Smoke on the Water was Deep, deep Purple. Purple. Oh, yeah, you go. I know that. Ian oh. Gillen, et al. Uh, and it was You're the One That I Want, um, mm-hmm. 1978. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, so okay. all the way back then. I th- yeah, it could have been the 80s. Um, Blue Monday, 1983. Doof, 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 I did not know that one. Craziness. All right, so you've got this awesome thing coming up um, uh, in conjunction with the, the University of, of Canterbury. Um, are there any New Zealand artists that you're particularly enamoured or enjoy or like or have written mm. home about? I love uh, French for Rabbits. Yeah. Um, I actually got to be in their music video Fantastic. just a few months ago in Christchurch. How did that come about? Um, I think... What's it called? The ghost. It was something about this ghost on the music video and it was awesome. Like, the idea of being the introverted invisible person in okay. the room not yep. not wanting to be there yeah and it was just so much fun it was really funny because we all had to ignore the main singer who is really kind and nice because she was wearing this whole like ghost thing uh, i i love them, their stuff i think yeah. it's, it's really really I, I think it's dream pop okay um beautiful soft vocals with sins very floaty and relaxing it's a listening kind of thing yeah um yeah Love and Flight of the Conquerors. I just mentioned. I, I just find them hilarious. Absolutely talented musos <laughs> and very funny, funny gentlemen. So we've got one more song we're going to play, which is another mm-hmm. track of yours. Um, learning languages is how many languages do you speak? Two and a quarter. I, and a quarter. I've lost my French. But okay, it's good. <laughs> we're dealing with it. with accordion players, I imagine. <laughs> right. um, this next track is Tres Paredes y un Grito. That's yeah? right. Yeah. Is that close to it? Yes. Yeah, good. It's good when you can read stuff. What's this one about? This is one of my songs that are very much visual. Yeah. But I don't even know if I could tell you exactly what it is about. It's just imagery that makes me feel a certain way. And I just put that into music. So that was me a bit exploring. Yeah. And not wanted to just spoon feed my yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it means tres pares de un grito. It's much, so much better when you say it. <laughs> I'm rushing through like... <laughs> uh, it mean, It literally means three doors... And I guess a scream, a scream or like oh, wow. screaming. The idea of like kind of breaking that fourth wall, like coming out, um, okay. speaking up sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Fantastic. That's so exciting. Oriana, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. Se cierran entre cielos que no veo 
Los cristales empañados no me muestran la salida Ni la entrada de donde se supone que viene Ese palpitante sueño, esa sed que me hace un nudo Siento el hilo que se corta Okay, it's time for my track of the week. This little number comes from Will Lowe's. At only 15 years of age, he's a talent to watch and a go-getter at that. This is fine, but not okay. Woke up and my soul left me for you Haven't talked in a while Like we used to I swear I've told myself over and over There's nothing left to lose If you're broken and bruised I hope all your dreams come true Giving up on chasing my After all I was chasing you 
dissolve me? What dissolve me? Oh, you tell me. Not sad, not happy, just confused. Go on, no thing or two about being used. Haven't met you yet, but I know when I do. I'll find the one, and so will you. Joining me today on Garden of Sound and thanks to the wonderful Oriana Sets for joining me today. Head to gardenofsound.nz and click on Oriana's photo to keep up with everything going on in her musical life and I certainly hope there are a few more live shows before she eventually escapes NZ. Next week we're heading back to Kura where I caught up with Julian Temple. America's loss is definitely our gain and I think the surfing helps too. This will be a goodie to tune in for. I'm Ian Turner, and this has been Garden of Sound. Until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Inohora. the part that we do the little rhythm <laughs> the French slash Colombian accordion <laughs> I think that's brilliant it's probably a touch of genius really <laughs> grabbing that guy <laughs>